0: This is Bet MGM MGM tonight. Tonight. Join us for live sweats.
1: Yes. Let's go 80,
0: that was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Well big balls ball three. Now Instant reaction.
1: This is an unbelievable thing for me
2: to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece.
0: And maybe a few regrettable decisions.
2: Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Goody Kent sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5'340, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? bet on the Wizards. Yep.
0: Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. It's
2: Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser. It's Friday night. It's PM tonight, hour number two, live from our home studios. Coming up this hour, we'll talk a little college hoops. We're going to talk a lot about tomorrow's slate. We'll talk some ACC futures, some SEC futures, We'll get into a little bit of everything here, but right now we're going to talk some ACC college basketball. I'm excited for this college slate tomorrow, especially uh, Wake Forest-Duke. Peach. I told you during the break, I really like Wake Forest tomorrow. I know you like Kentucky. I like Kentucky as well. Kind of talking myself into Baylor. Maybe you'll talk me out of them uh, coming up a little bit later. I'm excited that that game just kicks off the day, tips off the day. I guess we would go with uh, I'm Jack, man. Right now we're going to talk with Brett Freelander. He's been covering the ACC since 1981. He's covered 12 Final Fours, the Masters. Uh, Super Bowl and a World Series, as well as thirty-seven national and regional awards. SaturdayRoad.com dot com. Brett, haven't talked with you in a while, man. How you been? I'm doing
3: well. It's Friday night. We're coming down the home stretch. College basketball, college baseball is underway, so I'm I'm fired up. It's uh it's a good time of the year, and the weather's starting to get warm too.
2: Yeah, thank God, because I do not like the cold weather, man. And it's funny because I grew up in the Midwest and. So the weather's actually better here in Maryland than where I grew up in Chicago, but still I'm ready for the summer. I'm ready for the 90 degree heat. I'll take it all day long. Let me ask you this. I think I already know where you're going to go. Who's been the biggest surprise so far this season to you in the ACC as far as college basketball, who's been the biggest surprise?
3: Well, I would have to say uh, it's, it's probably Clemson or, or wake forest. Um, you know, it, it, both of those teams were picked to be, I believe, eighth or lower, and and there they are, second and uh, third and fourth, right behind the two big boys. So uh, I would say them. Um, I tell you something else too. Uh, a lot of people have just kind of gotten sour on on Duke and on John Shire, and uh, very quietly, I believe that they've won 13 out of 15, uh, and they have creeped above Carolina in the national rankings and. No, I don't. I don't. I, I'm starting to buy. Uh, I'm starting to think that that you know that that Duke is is kind of figured it out. And I mean, who ever thought Duke would be a dark horse in the tournament? But I mean, I I I, I like the uh, the Blue Devils a lot too.
1: Yeah, Brett. It's kind of like they're almost doing the same thing this year that they did last year. You know, they got off to a little slow start. Same thing in conference play, and then we get to the end of February, early March, and they just kind of get on a heater. We got the ACC tournament in a couple weeks. Like, right now, if you had a pick, do you think Duke would be yours to win it again?
3: Yes, because Carolina has stopped playing defense, and that was the key to their 10-game winning streak is they were just defending like crazy. Uh, You know, they went 10 straight games without giving up more than 70 points. Well, in their last six games, are three and three, and four of those uh, teams have scored 80 or more. Now, they've had a week off. They didn't play a week, weekday game this week, and Hubert Davis made a real uh, uh, strong point that they, they were going to pre- uh, practice, 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 and defense was going to be the, the thing they worked on the most. So we'll see against Virginia tomorrow uh, in a place they haven't won since 2012, uh, how much work they've done, how, how you know, much improvement that they've made. And, uh, and, and whether they can, they can pull out a win in in, in Charlottesville. And if they can, I, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, maybe them against Duke in that last game of the uh, regular season is going to decide the ACC.
2: Who do you like in that game? Really quick going back to Duke and Wake Forest, because, you know, if you look at like the betting lines, it's pretty much a pick. And it's funny because like Wake Forest coming into the season, nobody was picking them to even be close to winning the ACC. So I, I completely agree with them and Clemson as your surprise teams. Do you think they have a shot to beat Duke? Who would you pick to win that game tomorrow?
3: Well, if you remember about two weeks ago, they played at Cameron, and then they played Duke yeah. right down to the wire. And Eston Reed, their, their rim-protecting big guy, only played 17 minutes because he got two quick fouls and then uh, picked up two more quick ones at the start of the second half. And they were plus eight in that game when, when Reed was in the game. They're undefeated at home. If Reed can stay on the court, I, I think that, uh, that they got a great shot to win this game. And Wake is the team right now that really needs the win the most. Now, I'm not a big fan of bracketology, or as Steve Forbes likes to call it, proctology. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not a big fan of it. And I think you know at 27 in the net, that Wake is already solidly in the field, even though most of the bracketologists either have them on the bubble or out of the, out of the bracket. But uh, a win tomorrow against Duke pretty much seals the deal. Uh, that takes them completely out of the, the, uh, the conversation and puts them solidly in the field. And we're not even talking Dayton either. Um, so, yeah, I think they got a great shot at it. Hunter Salas um, may be the best player in the country that people just don't know about. Um, he's a, a, guy who played at Gonzaga the first two years, averaged about four points per game. Well, he's averaging about 18 a game now. And, um, in his you want to talk about being on a heater. Uh, he's been, he's been putting up 30 point games the last couple of weeks. Um, and so I, I give them a, a great shot. And again, like I said, Wake is undefeated at home and they do best what um what duke has the most trouble with and that's go inside so uh i'm looking forward to it i'm going to be at that game and i'm 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 really excited about it because i think it's going to be a good one
1: brett what about unc and virginia what are your thoughts on that game tomorrow unc is a small favorite on the road in charlottesville and then Also, do you think Virginia fans need to be a little bit worried? Their schedule's backloaded. They obviously play UNC tomorrow, Duke the following Saturday. Do you think that the Cavaliers need to win one of those two games for them really to feel good about their tournament chances, or do you think that they're already in?
3: Uh, I think they've got a great shot at being in already. Uh, They've got 20 wins. The other thing that they've got that Wake Forest and Clemson don't have is that they've got a national championship in 2019, and they've got Tony Bennett as their coach, who's a national entity, and you can't tell me that the human element doesn't come into play on Selection Sunday when that committee gets in that room, and and I think that if there's a, you know, if, if you know, you can talk about blind uh, resumes all you like, but if it comes up and they say, well, you know, national champion Tony. We, we'll put them in. So I think they've got a better shot at it than, than some of the other teams that are on the bubble in the ACC. Um, what really will hurt them is that uh, they just got beat by 31 by Virginia Tech, and that's not a good look in mid-February. You know, you do that in, in early January or in November, you know, you can, you can play your way around it. And I think the, the best way they can erase that or at least wash that out of, you know, out, out of the, uh, the minds of the committee Uh, is by beating Carolina at home tomorrow. And again, like I said, Carolina hasn't won in Charlottesville since uh, 2012. And in three of the last four times Carolina has played at John Paul Jones Arena, they've scored 49 or less points. And that's a team that you know can put the ball in the basket. So I I think that there's a mental block there as well as that defensive issue that Carolina's got to work out. So I think Carolina's the better team. But I wouldn't be shocked if Virginia pulls it off because, number one, you know this week's practices have been, you know, one of those uh, trash can uh, uh, practices where they don't use balls. You know what I'm saying? They're going to run, 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 and, and, and get it out of their system. And, and so they're going to be very motivated. And like you said, a, a win will pretty much put them in the field. So uh, I, I, I think Carolina's a better team, but I'm not shocked if Virginia pulls this off.
2: Ben MGM tonight. We're talking right now with Brett Friedlander, SaturdayRoad.com. He's been covering the ACC for a long, long time since 1981. The other game I wanted to ask you about, as far as tomorrow, was Pitt and Virginia Tech because Pitt 17 and nine, kind of right there on the bubble. Virginia Tech four games above 500 with 15 wins this season. Pitt a slight favorite at the betting market, uh, two and a half total, 142 and a half. How do you feel about this pit team? You know, if you're looking at the ACC and teams that actually have a shot to make the tournament this year, and what do you think about tomorrow's matchup against Vtac?
3: Well, the pit team they started out one and five in the ACC, and I believe they are now eight and seven. Uh, so they've they've recovered very well. They've got two freshmen in their starting lineup that it took them a while to really kind of get their feet under them, figure out roles, and and they're playing really well right now. Although they are coming off a loss. A you know a, a, like Virginia um, a, a double digit loss at Wake Forest. Virginia Tech is the wild card here because, you know, yeah. they are number what fifty one in the in the net and they're fifteen and eleven. If a team like Virginia Tech was in the Big Twelve or the Mountain West, they have they would have bubble written all over them. But you don't hear anything about them, and it, because the ACC is just. You know, everybody's downplaying the ACC. Well, clearly they've got something because they beat the living tar out of Virginia. Uh, Lynn Nance, uh, tr- uh, transfer from Clemson, is playing great. Uh, they got Couture and, and Padula in the backcourt. Um, I, I think Pitt wins this game. I think Pitt bounces back because, again, they really need this. They're at home, and, you know, Following up a 31-point win, now what do you do for an encore? I, I, I think Virginia's, uh, Virginia Tech ha- has got a little letdown in them. So I, I like Pitt. Um, but, again, uh, it's the ACC, and this year there's no telling what's going to happen. But uh, uh, I, I, I think Pitt, again, is the better team here, and they're at home. Brett, you know, you look at the
1: bottom half of the ACC. There are a lot of proud programs that are just not having good years. If you were to buy some stock, though, for the future, you know, Notre Dame's in year one of Strewsbury. Obviously, Syracuse is, you know, dealing life without Bayheim. You got some of these teams. Is, is there a team that, if you were a fan of, you would be excited about in the future?
3: There are two of them, and I really love what Adrian Autry is doing at Syracuse. And I think Damon Stodemeyer is a great pick for Georgia Tech and I can already see the foundation that he's, um, that he's building and uh, you know give him another year or two to, to, to deepen the, the talent pool there and I think you can just kind of see the structure already as, as to what it's going to look like when he gets a little bit more talent. Uh, Louisville's an absolute mess. Um, I can't believe Kenny Payne is still the coach. The only reason I think he is is because he's a legacy. He won a national championship there as a player. Um, They're going to have to find a diplomatic way of of thanking him for his service and and, and moving on uh, once the season is over. Uh, And the book is still out on Micah Shrewsbury. Uh, His son can really play. Marcus Burton really looks like a keeper, although he's really kind of small. They need to get bigger, they need to get a little bit more talented. But the, the two right now that I just kind of feel the best about are, are Georgia Tech and, and Syracuse.
2: Uh, Brett, last question that I had for you. We got about uh, two minutes here before we got to uh, get to a break. How, what, what happened with Miami this season? That's a team where I feel like people had high expectations this season and um, just hasn't been very good.
3: Well, they lost the ACC Player of the Year in Isaiah Wong. And I think the bigger loss was Jordan Miller. You know, he was a glue guy. And you saw what he did against Texas last year. He had that immaculate game where he, he didn't missed from the free throw line, the, the field or the three-point uh, line. And, and they just haven't been able to kind of recreate that leadership. And then Nigel Pack has been hurt. And, and that really, really uh, uh, came into play the other night uh, when Duke just ran him out of the gym. Uh, he is their point guard. And he is a primary scorer and he just hasn't been right since just after Christmas. So, you know, it's, it's been one of those things where everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And Matthew Cleveland, the uh, transfer from Florida state just hasn't lived up to what he needed to be. And, and uh, it's been a very disappointing season in Coral Gables because of it.
2: Brett enjoy the game tomorrow. I'll be uh, actually cheering for Wake Forest really hard. So hopefully we get a good one tomorrow. Uh, Thanks so much for giving us some time here on a Friday night, man. Appreciate it.
3: All right. Hey, the ACC really needs Wake Forest. So <laughs> there you go. Thanks yeah. a lot, man.
2: Exactly. Brett Freelander right there. SaturdayRoad.com. He's been covering the ACC since 1981. PJ was like negative 20 at the time. I-, I wasn't even born in 1981. That's how long Brett's been covering the ACC. Uh. What do you think about that one tomorrow, Peach? So I know you love Kentucky, obviously. We're going to get into the full slate, but what are you thinking about Wake Forest-Duke? Are you afraid to uh, go against Duke right now? They're hot, man. They're good.
1: They are hot. No, but I, I like Wake tomorrow. I actually, uh, I- I'm surprised that the line is what it is. I thought that, you know, this is what Ken Palm has the game as. I thought Duke would be maybe a slight favorite or the game would be a pick So the fact that Wake's favored by two and a half, the books don't have any issue taking some Duke money plus the points. I, I think that's a pretty pretty good sign because like you said, Duke's rolling. They won five straight, but you can just hear it in Brett's voice, man. As a guy who loves the ACC conference, like Wake knows what this game means tomorrow. If they win,
2: I I, I think they're in and uh, they're going to be in the tournament. We'll talk some ACC features. We're going to take a quick break. It's Ryan Horvath. It's BJ Glasser, BetMGM. Tonight, check us out on Twitch, YouTube, or you can listen to the show. Check out the podcast wherever you find your podcast. We'll be right back.
0: It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented AM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM.
2: Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser with you here on a Friday night. BetMGM Tonight. Not a whole lot going on in college basketball, PJ, unless you're into the Ivy League. We'll get into uh, tomorrow's slate, which we're pretty excited about. We just talked with Brett Freelander, who's... Covered the ACC for a long, long time. He'll be covering Wake Forest, Duke tomorrow. Um, we were talking about this a little bit before the break. You said you are a little bit surprised that Wake Forest is a two and a half point favorite against Duke. I think they were like a hundred to one to win the ACC coming into the season, dude.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. You know, I am right? so mad at myself, Ryan. I am so mad. Like this is such a narrative page bet, and I didn't even consider it. But how did I not take Washington State? to win the pac 12 in their fi- in the final year of the pac 12 in the final big sport in the pac 12. I didn't take Washington state to win the league. And after their winning against Arizona last night, they have a chance to do it like that is such a PJ bet. And I just, I didn't even think of it.
2: That game last night, by the way, was electric. So we talked about that. You know, we were talking about who do we bet between Washington state and Stanford because we had a pretty good week. And we were looking to add a little late night play in the Pac 12, because it is the last year that we get to do so, right? And mm-hmm. um, so Washington State wins outright. Did you see what happened with the total though? I didn't bet the total. You talked so you liked the under in the game. So I think it closed at one fifty and a half, and I think it closed exactly at one fifty, right?
1: It closed yeah, depending on what you got. It was one fifty one and a half or one fifty and a half, and it closed yeah. at one fifty, and it finished one fifty one. Just insane.
2: It's, yeah, just absolutely wild. Uh, Some NBA scores really quick. Ooh, wow. The Sixers just came back and tied it with the Cavs, 38-0. I'll take that. I ended up betting the Sixers again. And then the Hawks were down big. It's now 42-40 Raptors. Suns up 19-6 on the Rockets. Clippers, who let us down last night against the Thunder, are up 20-16 on the Grizz. And then the Thunder are up 15-13 on the uh, wizards heater up 20 to 12 on the pelicans coming up at ten ten tonight bucks down to three and a half peach which actually surprised me a little bit there's actually no uh injury news now Giannis is officially in chris middleton out for the bucks everybody pretty much going for both teams except for middleton and that's down to three and a half so I, I like the bucks i think the bucks actually win this game outright. i'm pretty high on the bucks in the second half of the season here that's all i got the rest of the way in the nba anything else that you like i know you're uh watching some Chet Holmgren right now. You got your double-double. How's that looking I am How's watching
1: some stuff? Chet. Yeah, we need the double-double. Uh, Five minutes to play in the first quarter. Horvati's already got five points and five rebounds. So, obviously, the points isn't really the concern. The boards is what we need, and we're already halfway home. We just need the Wizards to keep pace. Because, obviously, whenever you're betting props and the Wizards are involved and they're playing a good team, you always got to be nervous about the game just being too much out of hand. So, as long as... uh. The Wizards can can hang around, keep this somewhat close. It it looks like we we could be okay tonight. Chet's certainly off to a good start, so I hope we can keep that going. But I, I'm with you on the Bucks, though. I mean, we talked about it. I, I think this yeah. this is a great spot to uh, to bet Milwaukee. I think they're going to come out of the All Star break. They're going to be a little desperate, and it's just perfect. Like you want a motivated Milwaukee team to come out of the break playing a good team. On the road, statement game, national television, ESPN. It's the number one team in the West. Line's gone now from four and a half to three and a half. I think they're gonna win the game outright. I really do.
2: I do too. I do too. I think they're gonna go on a little bit of a run here in the second half, and I think they're gonna I don't know. I mean, Doc Rivers is obviously the concern. What are they, like, 3-7 and since he's taken over as head coach? But they'll be all right. If you got Giannis, you got Dame Lillard, there's no excuses. All right, we're going to give the people what they want here, Peej. We're going to hit pretty much every major conference. We're going to do a little college hoops and a little college football because, let's be honest, like, college basketball, if you're betting, like, ACC or SEC futures, there's there's not a whole lot that you could do. Now, the SEC is a different story, but the ACC... I mean, you could kind of take a look at what you have available right now. Let me ask you this question right now to make the final four. Let me throw a couple ACC teams at you. North Carolina right now, Peach, plus 425. Duke, plus 575. Like, to be honest, is there really another team to even talk about? Clemson, 20 to 1. All right, I'll give you those three teams. Best bet. So, pretty much, Duke, Carolina, or do you take a 20 to 1 flyer on Clemson?
1: So to make the final 4, I certainly yeah. think that Duke and UNC are both are both fine bets. Um UNC 18th in offense, 10th in defense, Duke 7th in offense, 21st in defense. Both teams are more than capable of making a run. Obviously it all comes down to the path and you know matchups and all that sort of thing. Uh I if I had to place a national championship bet, I would only place it on North Carolina in the ACC. I would not place it on Duke. Ryan, since 2004, 100% of the national champions have been in the top 12 of the AP poll in week six. Why that's significant is because week six is right after the non-conference play, and then you get in the league play. And Duke was not in the top 12. North Carolina was but Duke was not. So that's why I can't pick Duke to win the Natty. I certainly think they're good enough to go to the Final Four. Um, I think North Carolina is as well. Wake Forest is actually the team, if odds pop up on them, they would be a team that intrigues me. They're top 30 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. They have the profile of, like, a Florida Atlantic from last year. And we were listening to Brett talk about it, man. Hunter Salas is the best player in the sport that nobody talks about. And uh, I, I like Wake. I certainly think, you know, they could be slept on. Could be a dangerous team depending on wh- how their draw kind of goes and maybe what up- upsets happen along the way. But if we're just talking Final Four prices, if I had to place a wager on anybody, it'd probably be UNC. But you could certainly talk me into some Duke and some Wake Forest as well.
2: Uh, over at BetMGM right now, they also obviously have the ACC futures up right now. So Carolina's minus 200. Duke plus 160, and then Virginia's 25-1. to 1. That's actually all that they're offering right now is those three teams. So you can't find Wake Forest, and it makes sense since those are, like, realistically the three teams that could still win the ACC with what we got left. Is it Carolina? Like, is it even worth a bet on Duke? I don't think it is, to be honest with you. I think Carolina's going to win the ACC. But I would actually – I don't know. I like this Carolina team, man. But I was going to say I would, I would trust Duke to make – to make the bigger run or the the longer run in the NCAA tournament, to be honest, I love Filipowski.
1: He's good. The thing that worries me about
2: healthy too that's huge. My that mind.
1: is the thing that worries yeah. me about Duke though is that they struggle against teams that can be physical with them. You know that's why they lost to Tennessee last year. North Carolina was able to do that in their first meeting. Arizona did that with them earlier in the year. Like I like Filipowski too, but teams that can rough up Duke a little bit that can bang with them. Like, if they get a San Diego State in the 4-5 game in the second round, that, that oh, man, would I love the Aztecs in a game like that. If they get Iowa State, if they get Houston, like, these are teams that would be bad, bad matchups for Duke. So, they're really all matchup dependent for me. North Carolina is a team that I think, you know, their style can kind of play with some other teams, whereas with Duke goes up against a physical team, I, uh, I really have some concerns about them.
2: How do you feel about Virginia the rest of the way? Dude, see, I here's the thing, man. I would never be able to bet Virginia in the NCAA tournament because they can't shoot free throws. Last Saturday is a great example of even if you love like if you love Tony Bennett and you love their style of play, which I don't know how you would, and like how tough they are defensively, if a team can't hit free throws, 1 for 11 is absolutely disgusting, man. Like it really is. I would never be able to trust them in a big spot. So I really feel like it is like, okay, I'm with you on Wake Forest. And then it's Carolina and Duke. That's always the knock on Duke every single year though, man, is if you rough them up a little bit, like, you know what I mean? Like they're never, they're never good against the physical teams. Um, They don't really match up very well. What if you had to make a pick right now in the ACC football wise, who would you go with? I think Florida state's going to be really good next year. I really do. I also think that Florida State should do everything in their power. I would just pay the money just to leave the ACC after what happened. I guess there's really no reason now because that'll never happen ever again as long as you take right. care of business. You go 12-0. and Now you're going to be honored with the expanded playoff. That's the one good mm-hmm. thing. But I don't know, man. I, I I would almost have to stick it to them for what happened last year. But I do think that they're going to bounce back and be just as good next year, even without Jordan Travis. Like, And that's what I didn't really understand like after the Jordan Travis injury. And obviously he was really good the last two years at Florida state. But remember like two years ago, going into the season, nobody knew what Jordan Travis was going to be. There were people that were talking about him, maybe converting to wide receiver. Like he was talking about that himself. He he considered like making the switch over to wide receiver. Where would you go though in the ACC? Because I think I have to be done with Clemson now after the last two years, man. It's just, I'm so done with Dabo. They never have any know. wide receivers that could create separation. I know. I don't know if I can
1: quit him, though. I think I got to go back to the well one more time. I think one more time. And it's just because of all the pieces that Florida State's losing. Like, I, I got to see Norvell be able to go through the cycle. Like, I got to be able to see him lose guys, lose NFL studs, first rounders, and be able to keep the program afloat. We're getting Clemson off of a couple bad years. Club Nick's back again. I hear you on the receivers, and that's a concern, but their defense is still going to be really good. And it's like, Ryan, outside of those two teams, who do you like? Right? I mean, Louisville, I, I think they're going to be what they are. You know, I, I think they're going to be a team that wins like eight, nine games max every year, maybe make the ACC championship. I can't see them ever winning one. Dave Dorn and NC State, please. Drake May's gone from no. North Carolina. No thanks. I can't trust Ball ever. No thanks to Miami. Like, this is the Big 12 from last year. It's Clemson and Florida State, right? Like, it's going to be those two. Pick your poison. And if it comes down to it, neutral site game in Charlotte for the ACC title game, I think I'd probably take Clemson over Florida State. So, those two teams do play each other this year, by the way, and the game is in Florida State. So, that certainly, I could understand why maybe somebody would lean towards the Knowles because you get the better number. And obviously, the new era that we're in in college football, no more divisions, top two teams just make the conference championship game. So because that game could be a potential tiebreaker, Florida State's at home, I I could see why the price would be better to take Florida State, but I do think Clemson is, uh, is my pick.
2: Man, if Dabo would just, like, honestly hit the transfer portal, spend money, I'd feel better about him. Like, even right here in the chat, Chicago, like, they had a run of DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, T. Higgins, Justin Ross, Mike Williams, Martavius Bryant. But since then, there hasn't been one wide receiver that could create any separation. They don't have any speedsters. The run game's been great. You know, like, Shipley left. uh, He's gone now. The defense has also been really good. Also, the one thing about Clemson, though, man, they easily, as crazy as it sounds, could have been undefeated last season. Right? Duke game. They're in the red zone four trips, and they have terrible field goal luck. They couldn't. They didn't have a field goal kicker. Like same thing. Right. Like how about the Florida State game, right? They're about to go up two scores. They got the ball in the red zone, and Klubnik just gets absolutely destroyed. Like I thought, Klubnik died on that on that scoop and score play. Um, man, yeah, he yeah. Him. I, watch if if I don't bet them, I know that they probably will go unbeaten. But I completely agree. There's really nobody else to bet. Georgia Tech was a fun story last year, but they're not going to win the ACC. And then Louisville last year, like they benefited, like Brom benefited, and I really like Jeff Brom. I think he's a great coach, man. But I think they just really benefited from playing one of the easiest schedules in the country. They didn't play any of the tough teams. And Carolina's probably screwed without Drake May and bringing back Mac uh, Mac Brown. So I'm all the way out on North Carolina. Yeah. I agree. So maybe if you're Florida State and I see all – yeah, what were we going to say?
1: I, I was going to say, I mean, do you think that you just bet, like, both Clemson and Florida State at, plus, at the plus money? Like, would you just make both bets knowing that you could go into the ACC championship game winning both? Like, Ryan, let's be honest. One of those two teams is making the ACC title game, right? Like, do we see a scenario where both aren't going to make it? I can't see it happening. So I'm telling you, it's like the Big 12 last year. Like when we were breaking down the Big 12, it was between Texas and Oklahoma. And it's like one of these two teams are going to win it. And it ended up being Texas and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game. So look, certainly like maybe it's Clemson and Miami, maybe it's Clemson and NC State, maybe it's Florida State, Miami, whatever it may be. I think we are for sure getting one of those teams. So I think almost maybe you bet both, like you bet both at the plus 250, 290 number, whatever it may be. And then you hope that both teams make the championship game, so that you're cashing, you're making profit on something. Um, That's that's the way I would attack it. Like I think you're getting really good prices on uh, on both of these teams. Honestly, yeah. Doesn't it feel like both? Like it it feels like both should be under like the plus two hundred. In fact, you're getting them both over. I think it's a good buy.
2: I mean, it's a good point right now, especially like okay, if you look at the college football, if you look at the national championship. Uh, we don't have the playoff odds, but the college football, like the, the national championship odds, Clemson, 20 to one, Florida state, 20 to one. And then man, I mean, you got Miami at 35 to one. You want to buy some Mario Cristobal uh, flyers, Peach? No, thanks. He doesn't even know when <laughs> no, to take a knee. So, no, I mean, thanks. It, and that's it. So you have those two teams, 20 to one. And then that that's probably your next biggest challenge. I mean, they have better championship odds than Louisville, Louisville lost some guys too, you have to remember from that team. And I think there's gonna be a drop off. Schedule gets a little bit tougher. Um, yeah, it probably it is really like the Big Twelve last year, where it was like, Okay, you could play some Tex Texas and Oklahoma futures, play your Texas futures a little bit bigger since they're the better team. We'll take a quick break. We're gonna hit some SEC next. We gotta talk some college coops. Now that's a market that's really interesting because there is like three teams that have a shot, maybe four. To win the conference. And then we'll talk a little football as well. BetMGM MGM tonight. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser here on Friday.
0: We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to Bet MGM to place a better three. This is Bet MGM tonight, presented by Bet MGM, live from BetQL.
2: talk some college hoops though. Peach, I just bet it huge. Kentucky money line against Alabama. I just did it. Attaboy. one a boy. Yes, yeah. sir. Like really, really big. And Wake Forest really big. <laughs> Tomorrow, just all I need is two. All I knew is all, all I need is two eggs in the basket. I'm going to go Wake Forest and I'm going to go uh, Kentucky. I'm going to go Kentucky a little bit bigger though, uh, against Alabama. We're going to talk some SEC futures. We'll throw out some scores right now on college hoops. Not a whole lot going on tonight, but in the NBA, we got the Sixers up three on the Cavs, 53-50. That's something I like to see. Sixers right now, one and a half point favorites, minus 145 on the money line. Uh, Hawks down, though, 65-64 at the half. They're still four and a half point favorites. Suns up 34-28 on the Rockets. Clippers, Grizzlies tied up at 33. The Wizards are just a bad basketball team, man. Like, there, uh, it's 45 it's 37 right now, but the Thunder are 17 and a half point favorites on the live line. Uh, heat up thirty nine twenty four on the Pelicans. Bucks Wolves coming up in about an hour. We both like the Bucks. Bucks down to three and a half. We're going to roll with that. Peach, right now, Off, just throw it at me. Uh, team to make the deepest run in the SEC in the NCAA tournament this season.
1: Oh, Tennessee. Big price. Tennessee. By far. Really? By far. By far. Ryan, I'm telling you, Bama and Kentucky are all offense, no defense. They're going to be early exits. Their ceiling is Sweet 16. Maybe they get past the first weekend, depending on matchups, but with their defense, they won't last long. Um, then you have, let's see, Florida's intriguing because they they can really score too. See, I don't like the teams that are like higher seeded they can't play any defense like Bama. Kentucky's probably going to be a five. Auburn's also interesting. I'm kind of down on them though. The more that I watch them, they play too many guys. Their point guard's a freshman. Their best player's a big man. I just and they don't they can't hit shots. You know they they can guard. Their defense is really good, but I just I don't love them either. Texas A&M has been the most disappointing team to me. I really liked them coming into this year, yeah. and uh, they have. You know they're like right on the bubble right now. They just lost to Arkansas. They got a big game against the Vols. I like Tennessee, Ryan, and I know Rick Barnes is one of those coaches you just can't trust them. But I think it is a just the, the way this team is built with Dalton Connect being their bona fide scorer. We know they can defend. It's all going to come down to the other guys with Tennessee. Like they're going to need Zakai Ziegler, Josiah Jordan, James. Like they're going to need these guys to perform. But Connect, I, I think, is the difference. Like he's the guy. That makes this year's Tennessee team different. So uh, I'm gonna ride with them. I'm gonna ride with them. That's the team by far that I would take to go the farthest in uh, the SEC. What about you?
2: Yeah. Well, when you brought up Eminem, Eminem, A and M. M too. A is the most disappointing team in the SEC. I would raise you uh, Arkansas, who I bet some futures. Oh uh, yeah, true. Five hundred. That's that's right so definitely the most
1: disappointing. disappointing. Actually, that's that's. And, a good
2: it, and it's like I never really have like the highest expectations in the regular season, man. But like when they get to the tournament, usually with Musselman, like I trust them, and it's just hasn't been the case. They might not even get into the tournament. In fact, they're not getting into the tournament. Like, who am I kidding? I would still, I would stick with Kentucky, man. I bet them last week. Plus 525 to make the uh, Final Four. It's scary because it's Cal. You know, I mean, it was a good point. You know, earlier on tonight, I, I do think that Cal... I mean, I know that Cal cares about getting his guys to the NBA. But also, like, he wants another national championship. He wants to get back to the Final Four. I do worry a little bit, obviously, that this team doesn't play any defense. But if you, like, go back and you watch even last Saturday, they can defend. They're capable. I just worry sometimes if it's scheme or if it's lack of effort but they're the best three-point shooting team in the country and they could score like same thing with Alabama man I mean I get what you're saying and I get why you would trust Tennessee more because they're the better defensive team but those teams I mean those teams could just fill it up man so I would probably stick if I had to pick one of the teams uh, with Kentucky to make the run right now to make the final four Tennessee it's a good call by you because they are three to one they have the best odds in the SEC to make the final four Bama's plus 425. Auburn's plus 425. How do you feel about Auburn?
1: Yeah, I mean, really good defensively. Like, you look at Ken Palm right now. They're the number four team on defense, number 22 adjusted offense. What I think is interesting about Auburn, they have so much depth, but I think it's going to hurt them. They play 10 guys that average 15 minutes or more. I don't know in the tournament if you can do that, right? Like if a guy's hot, you just got to kind of ride him. You almost need like a seven, eight-man rotation. So I'm I'm just not big on Auburn. Like I said, they're point guards of freshmen, Aiden Holloway. He's very hit or miss. And Auburn hasn't really been able to beat a good team this season away from home. That's the same thing with Alabama. That's why I like Kentucky so much tomorrow. Both of these teams really, really good at home. But they can't beat anybody on the road. And obviously, when you go into a tournament setting, you're going to be on a neutral floor. So I, I can't get there with Auburn. I think, man, Auburn is a prime candidate to be an upset in like a 413, 512 kind of game. That'd be a team I'd be worried about. Bama, same kind of thing in a 314, 413, would be nervous about them. I just like I like Tennessee's makeup this year because they got the defense. And I think Connect is the difference maker. I can't get there with Kentucky, Ryan. I mean, that offense is really good. They got pros, man. And their defense is starting to come along, and it's starting to play better. But, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. They also struggle against good teams. It's like, Kentucky reminds me of like that Lonzo Ball UCLA team. They're the sexy, fun team. You love watching them play. And we want them to be so good, so bad, because of with how TJ fun Lee? they are. But they're really not yeah. that good. TJ Leave exactly. Bryce Alford, so, yeah, man. We all we want every exciting offensive team to be like that Villanova team that won the national championship, and they're just the reality is that not many yeah. teams are like that. They're just not.
2: What about regular season? Bama right now, just to win the SEC conference, regular season winner. Bama's minus 185. Tennessee, I know you like them come tournament time, plus 160. Auburn, that was what I was asking you about. Auburn at 7 to 1, actually plus 7.50 now. Kentucky 80 to 1. Is it is it Bama? Like is there a reason wh- maybe is it worth I should say uh, a bet on Tennessee or is Bama winning the regular season? I mean, they're minus 185. I, we only got a, little, a couple of I more actually
1: weeks, think though. it's a it's worth a bet on Tennessee and I'll tell you why because okay. Bama's schedule down the stretch is tough. <laughs> Obviously, at Kentucky tomorrow, we both think they're going to lose that. At Ole Miss, they still have to play at Florida They also get Tennessee at home. So, like, if you want to bet on a team to catch another team, don't you want them to play against one another, right? Like, Tennessee has a chance to gain a game on Bama when they play them. You know, their schedule, they still play Kentucky at home. They play Auburn at home. So they have some tough home games. They're at South Carolina. Um, They got a tough schedule too, but certainly for the price and the fact that they play head-to-head, I think Tennessee's worth the play.
2: Yeah, for sure. Go Vols. It's going to be a big year then for Tennessee. I think they're going to be pretty good in football too. I think that they're going to beat Alabama this season in the regular season, especially after Saban took the little victory lap last year. We talked about this already last night, although I'm pretty high on Kalen DeBoer. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people that think just because they lost guys in the transfer portal and because you're replacing Nick Saban, that it's going to be this like huge rebuild. I don't know. I think Alabama's name speaks for itself. And I think Kalen DeBoer is obviously awesome. How, where, where are you at? Let me ask you one quick co- college football question. I think Ole Miss, man, I know we've talked about this plenty. And it's hard to trust Lane. Like, I'm talking even with the expanded playoff. We know Ole Miss is going to win at least, like, nine games, right? And they're going to cover spreads. They're going to beat the teams that they're supposed to. But now that Saban's gone, you know, now that... I'm not going to call this a rebuild year for Georgia because it's never going to be. But do you feel like this is the best chance that Lane has to win at Ole Miss? I'm not talking about like win double-digit games and win a major bowl game. I'm saying like to get to the playoff and maybe even win a national championship. I think it is. I know not everybody's the biggest Jackson Dark guy. I think he's a good college quarterback. I don't know what he's going to be at the next level. you No, um, but they, I mean, they lost some guys in the portal, but they always stack more guys in the portal. I think that this is probably his best chance to win at Ole Miss. Not that I'm Completely picking them agree. to win or even win the SEC, but right? Like, if he doesn't get it done this year, I don't know that it's going to happen for Lane, you know, winning the national title. I
1: I totally agree. They don't have to play Bama. They don't have to play Tennessee. They don't have to play Texas. Right? They don't have to play Texas A&M. I mean, you don't have to play any of those four teams. You have to play at LSU. That's going to be your toughest game uh, other than home against Georgia. But obviously, if you have to play Georgia, you'd rather play him at home than on the road. At LSU is going to be tricky. Um, but their non-conference schedule, Ryan, is Furman, Middle Tennessee, Wake, and yeah. Georgia Southern. Right? Like they're going four and zero to start the season. They play Kentucky at home, five and zero. South, they're at South Carolina, and then at LSU. If they can win one of those two games and start the season six and one, and then finish their next five games home against Oklahoma, at Arkansas, home against Georgia, at Florida, home against Mississippi State, lose two games. I think they could be in the conversation to play in the SEC championship game because Georgia's schedule is really tough. Texas has a tough schedule. Bama's got a tough schedule. So we'll yeah. see, man. But, yeah, no doubt this is his best chance. The way the schedule sets up for him, this they got, they got to feel like this is their year to certainly make the playoff at least. Winning the SEC – We'll see you know, if they even make the championship game. They certainly got to compete with a lot of teams. But making the playoff, if Ole Miss doesn't do that this year, it'll be a big disappointment.
2: Absolutely, man. This is their best chance. I would say this is Lane's best chance. Like you said, I mean, that's they don't play any of the top teams. And that's the other thing that we keep forgetting about, man, or at least I keep forgetting about every once in a while, that Texas and Oklahoma are coming over and how good Texas is going to be with Ewers coming back and with, with Sarge staying there, obviously. But, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm already excited. I'm excited for the tournament, obviously, the NCAA tournament for conference tournament, but for uh, football as well. And everything's going to be uh, up in the air this year. I mean, you know, Georgia's going to still be good. Carson Beck's coming back. Kirby's still there, but it's going to be possibly a rebuild year for Alabama. Coming up tonight, we're still going to talk some Big Ten conference futures. Got to look at some college hoops there. And we'll tit on the uh, college slate for tomorrow. Big slate, a lot that we like throw out some lines stuff that we like Ryan Horvath PJ Glasser here with you on a Friday night it's BetMGM tonight still plenty to come you can check it out on Twitch you can check it out on YouTube listen to the show and we're coming back with our number three Ryan Horvath PJ Glasser wrapping up the work week here on a Friday night Ivy League Fridays does it get much better Page? Dartmouth basketball does it? A little Princeton basketball? Does it National Basketball Association? It does not. This is this is the time to be alive in my opinion. Live from our home headquarters, Brian Horbot, DJ Pat.
0: It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.